Lord God, we turn our, our eyes to you now, Lord, and our hearts to you and our minds to you. We pray that you might speak to us, that you might touch us, Lord, down in our hearts, that we might have our lives transformed. Lord, we pray that you might preach this sermon to us, Lord, and that you might place your words in my mouth. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is so good to see you all on this beautiful Palm Sunday. Now, I never buy lottery tickets, right? I think the last time I bought one was when I was, like, first able to do it legally. I thought it was kind of cool to do it. Um, Until Friday. (laughs) Right? Anybody else fill out one of these? Yeah. Why'd you fill it out? You can't win if you don't buy a ticket, right? I heard specifically the Lord God speaking to me and saying, fill out one of these, right? You know, uh, $550 million actually went up, didn't it? It was like 650 by the end. $650 million. That's a lot of moolah. That's impressive, right? I figured, you know, why not? Why not drop some change on it? So we dropped the bank on it, $3, right? Cleared out my wallet. What is well, right? I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? Well, yeah, there's some worse things that can happen. But um, so, what does a lottery ticket represent? I mean, why did you buy a lottery ticket? Hope. Hope, exactly. A lottery ticket represents hope, and what is it hope of? Changing your life, right? You win this thing. You go from being uh, whatever you are, like a ten thousand heir or something, to being a half billionaire. Overnight. It's amazing. Changes your life. Right? But um, I find often in this world that hope like this often leads to what? Disappointment. It's like you guys wrote this sermon for me. That's impressive. It does. It leads to disappointment. You've been on this path before, haven't you? Right? Statistically, your chances of winning the... Mega Millions jackpot is, anybody know off the top of your head? You did your research. That's right. One in 176 million. Now, those aren't the best odds, are they? I mean, someone has, no, someone does not have to win in this lottery, actually, um, because it keeps going up. If nobody wins, they just keep increasing the money. Right, and so you've got a one in 176 million chance of it. But you know what? Even if you do win, what happens to most lottery winners? They go bankrupt. Over 90% go bankrupt. Now that's not good odds either, right? I know one in 176 million is not good odds, but neither is 90% go bankrupt. And what happens to the ones uh, in the process of going bankrupt, usually to their lives? They're ruined, right? Everybody is your best friend suddenly, right? And they all want a handout. They all want a piece of it. Everybody says, give me, give me, give me, give me. And you're trying to figure out how to manage your life. And suddenly everything is turned upside down. And not only are you broke, but you're friendless and empty. I mean, it's a bad thing. I read about one guy who won the lottery. His house got broken into like five times in that next year because people were coming looking for money, right? I mean... Is it worth it? Well, yeah, but... (laughs) You know, but all that didn't matter to me as I bought that ticket. 
right? I know all this because I've researched it many times, right? All the failures that lottery leads to. It didn't matter because what? It wouldn't happen to to me. That's right. I would defy the odds. I would be the one to beat it. I would make it through unscathed. I was already spending the money in my mind. First, I had my 10%, my tithe to the church, so 55 million. We would have done all right on that one. Lola wouldn't have been a problem, right? And then I had rebuilding my old cars. That'd take a big chunk of that money, too. You know, my cars, right? You know, it was already spent in my mind. And so when Friday night rolled around, what do you think happened to me? I got excited, then what happened? I got disappointed, right? Because I was just back where I was before. But what didn't I have anymore? The $3, that's right. Not only did I not have 550 million or 650 million, I didn't have my three bucks back. Right, I had good plans for that $3. I was disappointed. The money was an opportunity. It was a chance for something great. I was filled up with hope, and when it didn't come, I was sad. I was crushed. My hope faded away, and there was nothing to replace it. What's this worth right now? Nothing. Nothing. I can recycle it. That's the best I can do with this piece of paper. The lottery leaves you nothing in exchange if you don't win, right? It takes the hope and gives you nothing. But I do pay into the education fund, and I can be consoled with that. The 90-something percent of what I paid went to education and to support the Lottery Commission. Okay, today we're celebrating Palm Sunday, and I think that sentiment of crushed hope fits well into the theme of Palm Sunday. Why do we call it Palm Sunday? The people laid down palms, that's right. Because uh, you all have palms, right? It's, it's a no-brainer, that Palm Sunday thing, right? And why did they lay palms on the road? For Jesus to walk over, right? For him to ride his... What's that? That's right. They wanted to give him honor so that he wouldn't have to touch the dirt. It was this thing, this sign of welcoming in Jesus, right? And how were they welcoming him in? What were they expecting him to be? The king, liberator, conqueror. That's right. And who was he going to conquer? The Romans. Why didn't they like the Romans? Taxes. That's right, taxes. Nobody liked the taxes. That's weird. We don't experience that, do we? Right, the taxes. They hated the taxes. And not only the taxes... It was that other coins all had Caesar on them. And that they had to say Caesar is Lord. That was part of being a Roman citizen. I mean, there was all this unpleasantness. They didn't get to be their own sovereign nation. And so they expected Jesus to come in and reestablish the throne of David. To kick the bums out and to start over again. And people were fired up about this. Boy, they were just thrilled that Jesus was going to be coming in and he was going to kick those people out. And so for them, Jesus represented hope. Jesus was hope. 
He was going to free them. He was going to deliver them from the oppression of the Romans. He was going to make Israel great again. He was going to put Jerusalem on the map, right? It'd be an important city again, no longer just a sub-colony of the Roman Empire. It was going to be a real place again with its own king, its own country, its own laws, its own values. He was going to make Israel a wonderful thing. And things were going to be different from now on because of Jesus. That's how the service for Palm Sunday began today. It began with hope. Jesus is surrounded by adoring followers. They're all like, yay, Jesus, we love you. But something significant happens after that. What happens? The what? He gets deserted, right? And it's during his trial before who? Who's trying him? Pilate. And who does Pilate work for? The Romans, right? He is a visible sign of the Roman rule in Israel. And Jesus is standing before him, convicted as a criminal. This isn't how it was supposed to work, was it? I mean, isn't Jesus supposed to kick the Romans out? So how is he now a a criminal under Pilate, who's a Roman? Something's gone wrong, hasn't it? Our plans were not set up that way. The conquering hero is not supposed to be standing trial. And then, um, and, and so, what happens in the midst of that trial? Is he freed, liberated, vindicated? Convicted. Convicted to what? Death. That's right. Death on the cross. Where is his support now? Where are his legion of adoring followers? Where's all those palmers, right, who are laying that stuff down on the road? Where are all the people laying their cloaks down? Where are they now? Hiding away. They've all abandoned him. They've all deserted him. They put their hope in a person who would lead them to political freedom. And where was that leader now? On trial, about to die on a cross. Their hope was crushed, and despair crept into their hearts. They abandoned Jesus because he did not live up to their expectations. Now, I was thinking about this a lot, right? I was thinking about these people, and I was thinking about my lottery ticket. And I was thinking, you know what the problem with their hope was? The problem with their hope was is that they didn't hope nearly enough. They didn't hope for nearly enough. They didn't set their sights high enough. They were expecting something much too low. They only wanted physical freedom. They only wanted to be lifted from the hand of the Romans. But that's nothing, is it? I mean, there's people who give that to you, aren't there? There's been all these victorious people who have led their country to great things, who've thrown off the oppressor. Right, we have it in our own history, don't we? That's no big deal. We've got Chuck Norris, Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) Rambo, right? They're all these humans who can do this. Jesus was offering them something that no human could ever do. He was offering them hope for not only that they would be freed physically, but that they would be freed from the power of sin and death. 
And how many humans can offer that? Just one, right? Just one. The hope that they were hoping for was only a pittance compared to what Jesus wanted to offer them. On this Palm Sunday, I'm reminded of my Mega Millions card. I'm reminded that this is what the world offers me. Right? A piece of paper that I invest in, that I put my hopes in, that I try to rack my brain to guess the right numbers in. I try to beat the odds and try to succeed in. And where does this most often end up? Disappointment and despair. And even if I win, where does that most often end up? Disappointment and despair as well. This is what the world offers us. It's empty, blank cards. No hope. Nothing that's going to go with you. It's just a temporary panacea. It gives you nothing else. The world offers us a tiny shot at hope followed by great disappointment. But today, today, Jesus offers us real hope because he was not held on that cross or in that tomb. He was resurrected and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he offers us eternal life. And his hope transcends that of mega millions. His hope transcends anything we might get or achieve in this life. His hope is more than a major jackpot. Because his hope cannot be taken away from us. His hope is a hope which reaches beyond death into eternal life. And through grabbing on to him, we have hope that we have been inherited as his son or daughter, that we are now an heir to the kingdom and an inheritor of eternal life. And so today, if you find yourself with the hopes of the world slipping through your fingers, may you turn to Christ. Accept his hope, his joy, his forgiveness, and his love. And may your life and my life be transformed through relationship with him. That is the hope of Palm Sunday. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you stepped into this world and offered us hope. Lord, we so crave hope. We so desire hope in our lives that we are willing to spend all kinds of money to try to buy it. But Lord, you offer us a hope that cannot be bought and that cannot be taken away from us. And so we turn ourselves to you now. We confess our brokenness. We confess our hurting. We confess our longings and desires to you. And we entrust ourselves to you. And we pray that you might fill us with your hope. Help us to trust in you, to love you, and to follow you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.